let, let's go into the we're speaking about mortgages right now um okay. we can keep it top line you know let's let's go into this debate and when I say debate, I'm, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna debate it because my financial knowledge I'm still obviously learning. But the whole case of renting versus buying, um, and bringing also opportunity costs, etc. You know, and all of that. Um, what's what's your view? So on I that? like I, I like I like it when a, a gent asks me about that uh, because um, renting versus buying is never a decision for you um, as a as a bachelor because. It's a, it's, a, it's a decision for you and the person you're willing to spend the rest of your life with. And maybe if they're stupid enough, they want to spend the rest of their lives with you. <laughs> True that, actually. You know, sometimes I wonder why. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I also wonder why someone might like someone like me, but they still do. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's, you know, um, you know, Jim O'Shaughnessy always says that he always wanted to start his own asset management firm, et cetera, et cetera, but that wouldn't have been possible uh, because his wife was a nester, meaning she wanted to have a house that they owned and was fully paid off and she didn't have the stress of you know, having to think, I'm going to move now from Connecticut to go to mm. New York, Philly, then no, 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 she just wanted a house stay and be there for a minute so meaning a good looking house that could withstand the test the test of time not a starter house a house mm. like you know she wanted house. so he worked tirelessly for 10 years to make sure he gets the house sure. to keep his wife and once he got the house and then literally his life just went went uh, upwards because he could then focus all of his energy on what he was really passionate about so that's uh, for Jens. So before I answer this question, that's the caveat. Uh, the house is never your decision. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a joint decision, but mostly for her, not for you. Um, and yeah, so now you, you have to ask yourself uh, where do you want to buy and um, the potential of the resale value. And you know that uh, places where all the private school are around, I'll make an example with me here in Joburg, Parkview is mm. very close to literally all the schools that everyone wants to take their kids to. So those houses have a great resale value. Um, so they, they, you can buy a house for 4 million bucks today. Worst case scenario is that you sell it in 15 years time for 4 million bucks. Well, accounted for inflation. Okay, mm. the equivalent of four. So you didn't make any money on your house, but at least you didn't lose money most importantly. And then maybe you lost, the money you lost is all on the home improvements that you did into your house, which, by the way, don't count when you sell your house. Everyone always thinks like, I'm going to put a big smile on my house and everyone's going to like it. No, no. people yeah. don't care. Um, so, yes. And then, um, and obviously then, so that means it's the location, right? So where the house is, the resale value, um, and, you know, for the purposes you want the house for. Uh, as a bachelor, if I'm planning a, a bachelor for life lifestyle, uh, I'm, I'm not trying to, um, you know, get a get a house in a in a in a in a you know a very family friendly. I want to get a, a trap house. I want to. It's different. So again, mm. I will be looking um, up the hill, you know, with the best view when I bring a potential. Um, mating partner, they must look at my place and be like, have you seen his house? Do you mm. see the view when the sun rises? <laughs> all of those things, you know? 
So those, <laughs> you, you have to consider all of those things when you're buying a house. So buying a house essentially is very hard. And then where you are geographically, like for example, it doesn't make sense to buy a house today in Cape Town. It hasn't made sense to buy a house in Cape Town in almost 15 years. Um, so it's a very hard conversation for Capetonians, you know, when they get married and they both starting their careers mm. in Cape Town because that conversation comes up. It's like, do we buy or do we rent? I know for sure I wouldn't think twice about that. I was like, we renting. And then my so, argument is you pick the hottest spot to rent, we'll rent there. Mm. So I, I can't I can't have someone who's unhappy with me, you know. Yeah, at the end of the day, yeah. <laughs> yeah happy wife, yeah. happy home, trust that. <laughs> exactly. So and let me also just clarify my question. Um where I was coming from with this. So look, I understand if if you're married, like for me, I, I want a home like to stay in. It's shelter. Maslow's hierarchy of needs is it's at the bottom. That I get, you know, something you want to own. If we really need to zoom in on the question, I was speaking from a, a return on investment point of view. So say you just want return on, on the house. Put aside the whole thing. Of, so, yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. So, the, so, and where, sorry, where, where I was actually going with this is um, either buying a house because now you, you've actually mentioned a lot of things you need to consider, right? Uh, and then it, it becomes the whole uh, brain... What do you call it? Brain damage. Return on brain damage. Yes, return on brain damage. Versus you taking that same money you're going to pay on the mortgage and investing it into a property portfolio. Obviously, it's not doing as well right now, uh, where those guys are more inclined and they ex- they have expertise in where the next big growth you know place is going to be. Do you know what I mean? So that's where it's coming from. Yeah, so they actively manage the portfolios. They know where the next big thing is. You're right, um, and most importantly, investing it in a property REIT. Uh, real estate investment class um, uh, it sort of makes sense because it's liquid. If I want my money today, I sell today, I get it in three days time. That's T plus three on the JSC. That's, those are the rules, right? Where I sell my house, it could take me half a year. Yeah. And if I have a business and I needed the cash to save my business, my business would be dead by then. Mm. Um, <laughs> so um, yeah, the, 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 the liquidity premium um, is always a big one. But if you're buying it solely for return, um, uh, on the capital side, you probably would do well if you had bought in Cape Town. But in terms of now, say you want to move into closer to work or your spouse's work, or you want to move to a bigger home, now you've, you've moved from a family of three to a family of five, it becomes a problem living in a three-bedroom house or in a four-bedroom house, you know, mm. so you want a five-bedroom house, etc. It becomes a problem if you're trying to rent because uh, rental yields in Cape Town are two to three percent, whereas rental yields in in, in Joburg they're still between four and seven percent depending on where you're buying. But also, if you're real thug like me in town, you can still get about thirteen percent, thirteen to eighteen uh, percent rental yields. But you have to have you know um, <laughs> proper ant eaters, you know, to go help you <laughs> collect rent. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> so the, it, it varies. Downtown is yeah. rough, but the return is there. But again, brain damage, right? Here's not only brain damage, it's literally putting your, le- your life at risk. Yeah. Mm. Um, so so there's, you, there's never going to be a point where you're going to make a great return because you are so smart at timing it perfectly and everything will take that brain damage. So mm. it's either you take 
Cape Town, which is increasing on the capital side faster than the rest of South Africa. The rest of South Africa has basically been flat for the past 15 years. Um, uh, well, on, you know, inflation adjusted because people yeah. are going to be like, yeah, but there was the housing crisis in 08, then mm, still haven't made a lot of money in your house, believe mm. it or not. Um, 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 here in Joburg, yeah, there's, there's, there's a case to be made for renting, but the only problem in, in, in Joburg, we've got high congestion. So turnover of tenants is very high, um, return on brain damage again. Um, but it's worth it. Um, I can't emphasize the fact that I've learned so much by earning properties, just how to manage people, how to manage tenants, how to fix the problems, learning to deal with the municipality, negotiating mm. rates and taxes, um, you know, especially when they're charging you for water that you don't use and electricity that you don't use because you've now converted from using the, the electricity line to actually putting a, um, a, a, pre, a prepaid meter. All of those little things, you learn a lot, but sometimes you ask yourself, really, should I be learning all of these things or should I be putting all of my efforts into my current craft right now that I and just try to improve that because mm. that's my bread and butter. And a lot of people always think, you know, their side hustle or um, their genius one idea or Cecil is going to be where they make a killing for the rest of their lives and they become the geniuses forever and make millions and millions. Mm. But the, 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 the truth is 99% of the people on earth make a shitload of money just doing the same thing, which is their daily work. And they never give it enough attention. They're always complaining about the main thing that they don't realize is going to level them up. Instead of focusing on that thing and focusing on it and giving themselves to it, they literally, they soul. You know, we talk about skin in the game. We talk about soul in the game. Sure. You'll, 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 know, you'll progress faster. You'll learn the ropes faster. You'll be better than the next person. I mean, in Decision Pods, in the book um, called uh, Thinking in Bets by Annie Duke, she says like in Decision Pods of between four to eight people, decision-making improves if you guys hold each other to a higher standard of you know, decision-making where you're ethical, you make the right decision all mm. the time. And if you made the right, what you thought was the right decision, you share, share with your pals and they tell you that was a bad decision um, and what you should have done in that case by a, a simple increase from something like between 48% to 51% success rate on the actual last decision you make improves your decision-making skills by 93%. Mm. So even the decisions now that you get to make yourself. So like I've made a decision and all of the time I was 51%, right? Because of, again, survivorship bias, you know, they, they call it the... Um, you're basically in the median quarter, but because of all of the good decisions that you made in that middle, the, the yeah. outcomes that you get from it are so amplified mm. as compared to your peers because you've got a good decision-making pod of between four and eight people. So those, those small things like that in corporate go a very long, t a long way, but no one writes a book on that because that's, that's too boring to tell me that I should be good at what I'm doing already, which I already think I'm good. I'm better than everyone at work. No, you're still not better than someone who's doing the exact same job in Japan, China, um, mm. the United States, uh, Ireland. You know, there's, I always say there's these little kids which are 21 years old that are much, much better than me at what I'm doing. And I just want to be as good as them. That's what mm. I'm trying. It's just, 
incremental Keynesian development of just continuous improvement. Yeah, it's, it's and obviously so, you in FMCG, you know everything about continuous improvement. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, it's similar to those morphos. You think you're the best in FIFA until you go play online, and then you meet a kid exactly. in China <laughs> who plays it. <laughs> he like, yeah, I got more practicing to do. No man, so no, thank you on that. I, I think it's yeah. Again, it's a lot to to take in. I mean, I've I've read some blogs uh, on the renting and buying part and. I'm still look. I'm still a renter for now, and I still believe in 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 renting um, versus buying. But obviously, through the knowledge and through your insights as well, I, I guess over time that changes. Because for me, I'm just looking at it from a return on investment point of view. Uh, yes, yeah. I will get a house, but when I want re- ROI from an investment, I would rather go invest in property or the share index, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, versus putting all my money in property. Uh, liquidity etc etc um so the thing is when you pay down your properties um you know let's say you have five properties there's a tenant and you know you're just slugging it along mm. 20 years down the line you decide you want to hang your own shingle those five properties are going to come in very handy yeah when you gear them to get capital to put into whatever your passion will be at that mm. time right mm. so it it gives you that it's it's a lot of flexibility for the return on brain damage. Now it starts to make sense. It's now low as compared to as high previously because you were thinking, oh, I'm just slugging it along. These people they lie about their IDs, their jobs, their income just to make sure they get into my properties. Mm-hmm. It's hard to kick them out. I have to wait six months, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And all of those times where you could have. Um, spent the hour, you know, drinking with your friend, but you were out there trying to fix a, a you know, a blown pipe, whatever. There's always a problem, but it, it pays for itself sometime in the future. So what I always say with that is I would rather have good problems than bad problems. Those are nice problems to have. I've got mm. assets. At some point, they'll be valued something at some point. But mm. Whereas other problems tend to be, you know, frivolous and there's no return on them. So mm. there, there's, there's definitely, uh, if you're a long thinker like myself, there's definitely a case for using property but, as leverage sometime in the future or just selling all, through, all of them, all five of them sometime in the future and use the proceeds um, for, for, for what the huts desire. Yeah, if you want those problems, which you call good problems. Yeah, fair enough. Very fair point. Um, but I guess it's also having that long-term thinking, which a lot of us don't have. Um, and need to obviously practice that habit. 